armor so bad. Me too. I feel like I'd be... sword. God. Yeah. <laughs> I really just need a sword. I feel like we'd both be 100% cooler. Oh, for sure. And more secure. Un- yeah, we would be unstoppable. I didn't have anything to say. I've been sleeping for like 20 hours, but my energy is gonna be real high in five seconds. All right, Caitlin. <laughs> Caitlin, we're taking a little. We're picking up our stone house. We're loading all the rocks into a boat, and we're taking a trip to another part of the world that we don't know a lot about. So just like, uh, just like with our episode on the Jiangxi, uh, imagine if you will, one of those um, large halite salt lamps. <laughs> that is the grain of salt with which you should take our pronunciations and uh, declarations of expertise. Uh, <laughs> which we have if, none of. We have we yes. can claim no expertise in any of the things we ever talk about, but like especially I ones where that are outside degree. of. Yeah, especially the topics that are outside of our area of actual learnedness. And as always, if you know some stuff that we don't know, especially uh, important cultural background or we say something wrong, please let us know. We're on Twitter and we love when people talk to us. Yes. We, of course, as always, we've mentioned this many times before, we want to avoid harmful stereotypes. We again we've done our research, but we're still in the human and again we're this isn't a a culture that we're super familiar with, so there's a chance that we might still make mistakes. So uh, yeah, exactly. If we if we say something that's super yikes, please feel free to tell us. We wanna be cool. We cool wanna be cool. Great. We wanna be cool. In other news, this is Stone Houses, an amateur guide to fiction, fable and folklore. I'm Laura Bernadette Meeker. And I'm Caitlin Ruder. I don't think I've said that part of the intro. In a yeah, while. I was like, "Oh, fun, fun, fun." Mixing I've been it up, mixing it up a little bit. We also have uh, at the beginning of this episode, before we get into any of the super fun stuff, uh, we have a warning. Same cool. warning that we've given at the top oh, yeah. of a couple of episodes. Um, just a little bit of heads up that some of the stories and some of the things we're going to be talking about tonight are kind of creepy and at times kind of gruesome it might be upsetting to some people we just want to put that out there give you a chance to maybe opt out of the episode if you feel like that might make you uncomfortable in any way and it won't be the entire episode we still have a lot of other stuff that we're going to talk about but there will be a few unsettling things discussed today specifically within the route of body horror um Mm -hmm. not yeah again not all of it and we're not going to go into we're not going to talk like super viscerally about it but there will be some mentions of some kind of grody body nonsense happening with this creature oh my tummy made a noise as if to say i'm all about this (laughs) tasty this horrible no you know what i'm gonna say it straight out i'm super into this i I am too she's really cool at some point we're gonna have to step away from um almost always doing cryptids yeah for right now i'm like she's great She's really cool. She's Super so metal. cool. You say the word because I've forgotten <laughs> what you said, and I was going to say Professor McGonagall again. <laughs> Hi, uh, everybody. Uh, future editing Caitlin jumping in here really quickly to let you all know that we made a slight mistake with the pronunciation of the creature that we were talking about today. Um, past Caitlin is about to tell you that the creature is called the Mananangal. When in actuality, it's called the Modern and Gall. 
not a huge difference, but uh, we didn't realize until afterwards. That's on me. I got myself a little bit uh, mixed up with the pronunciation I had originally thought it was and what it actually was called, and at the last second, picked the wrong one. So, once again, very sorry about that. Uh, so, for the rest of the episode, again, we'll be saying uh, Mananangal, but it is actually Mananangal. Thank you for your time. Very sorry. Take it away, past Kaylin and Bernadette. So this week we're talking about the Mananangal, which is a uh, a creature. I actually don't know if I've saw some things where it's classified as a cryptid, and I also saw some things where it's like more of a folk creature. Which again, the line is blurred between, but uh, it could be considered either, I guess, depending on who you talk to. But uh, it's a creature from the Philippines, uh, very very malevolent. We kind of have a. St- <laughs> We really like doing malevolent creatures just because the stories are kind of fun. But yeah, very, very malevolent. Not, I don't think there's anything that is, there's not really a good bone in her body. Oh. Yeah. Or many bones. In her two separate parts of her body. <laughs> so You might have a lot of bones in your feet. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> I'm afraid. Oh, no. I think she's cute in a way. She's she, fun. I tend to be very supportive of any creature that's like a succubus or it's man eating. Although mm-hmm. she could stand to be more supportive of other women and not, yeah. you know, she's also, prey on pregnant ladies. Yeah, she's a baby eater too. People. I apologize. But it's kind of her thing. That's okay though. We'll talk about her like she's our, our new <laughs> best friend. To be fair, the babies, probably <laughs> delicious. Probably delicious. So the Mananangal are considered to be uh, under the umbrella, ter- like the umbrella term called an Aswang, A-S-W-A-N-G, which is are, are like a, a class of creature kind of in Philippine folklore. Um, it's like kind of a generic term that refers to like uh, shapeshifters, like witches, ghouls, Mananangals, that sort of a thing. Um, and they're... They're they're fun. I'm very excited. I also want to spell this word for you for people who like are just listening and haven't like actually read it before. But Mananangal. it's M- Mananangal. M A N A N A N G G A L. It's kind of like Mananangal. Do 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 do. Mananangal. Oh. <laughs> I was going for a spelling bee goof, but I enjoyed that much more. Oh man, I wish I was the a muppet. Worst. Yeah, that would be good. Muppet cast. Or quitting this podcast. Me and Rose have been playing uh, Kingdom Hearts and it's gotten very fed up with me every five minutes being like, I wish I was Donald Duck. I wish I was a (laughs) pile of crabs. I wish I was Mananangal. I wish I was Mananangal. She's very cool. (laughs) Yeah, these these creatures, they're, they're depicted as these horrible demonic women sort of a thing they're sometimes confused with the wak wak w-a-k-w-a-k which are actually like a a bird-like vampiric Mm. creature um but it can't separate its upper body from its lower body which is the key uh descriptor of the mananangal Uh, so here's my question about the mananangal in a very mananangal in a very base way mm -hmm. 
All of these descriptions say, as a hideous woman, mm. but she looks just kind of like a hot woman with wings that split in two. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, I guess it depends on the art. The artist, were they horny or not? Did they, <laughs> like, that depends on the depiction. Because all of the descriptions are like, horrifying, terrible, terrifying, disgusting but creature. But then, like, so many of the images are like. Who are not beautiful? That's, I would argue that's no. a fair point. That's a very good point. I will second that. Thanks for coming to the Let's Love Women podcast. Yeah, hi. We're here uh, to love women all the time. <laughs> Mananangal. I'm sorry. I'm all over the place. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Mananangal. <laughs> oh my god. Now every time we say it, I'm going to think of that. Um, one of the things it's that I. Was... You're the one who brought it up. I did. I did. It's very funny. I think I'm hilarious. Oh. I think you're hilarious. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> One of the things that I kept seeing while I was like looking up, like if you Google it, it'll come up with like classifiers and like the Wikipedia page or whatever. And like it was like like g- gender, woman, place of origin, mm. Philippines. And it was like Christian equivalent, vampire. <laughs> and I was like, n- no, 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 no. The Maranangal is so much more metal than a vampire. She's so much God. cooler. Don't you dare lump her in with vampires. A vampire would like poo its pants before it yeah. tangled with a Maranangal. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, here I am in my Victorian mansion with my long hair and <laughs> manicured nails. And then the Maranangal would like come into the room and they would just be like, oh no, I give up. <laughs> She'd bleed all over their fancy pants and then eat their head off. Can you imagine, like, the characters from Interview with the Vampire having their conversation <laughs> and then the Mononagal's like, what's up, losers? What's up? Oh, my God, I love yeah. it. She's pretty cool. I like her a lot. Oh, Wait, man. have, have we even talked about what she looks like? So, w- woman, a lot of, okay, so, like, a lot of folklore having to do with, like, sirens and, like, like, is it succubi or the or incubus? Mm-hmm. Which one? I don't remember. Succubi. Like things, there are a lot of things in folklore that tend to you know demonize women, and that's kind of like a little bit of what this one is. But you know what? We're just gonna move on as though she's kind of cool. Um, so during the day, Mananangal would appear to be just ordinary humans. Um, they're often like attributed with being like a witch or a sorceress or something like that. I also read something that like. If they're not, like, ordinary human people, they're, like, also ones that are kind of, like, feral and just, like, live in the jungles during the day and sleep with, like, their arms over a branch and, like, cover their faces with their hair, which I'm, like, horrifying, kind of grudge-like, a little bit creepy, but very cool. I'm going to live in the jungle. That's cool. Uh, Or they live in, like, these isolated huts in the woods, but most... Mnanangals will live in, like, normal human communities and sometimes even marry men, like, really integrated into society. Um, And at night, they transform into this horrible beast to look for prey. Uh, And they, they, when they look to, look for food and look to feed their, uh, they try to find, like, a suitably isolated place that's, like, out of the way where they can stop, stand there for a hot second, and separate the upper part of their body from the lower part. (laughs) Yeah. One of my favorite things was, like, sometimes they're, like, part of the ritual is they have to, like, massage a special lotion on their body while it has to spell, and then they can, like, you know, pop, pop right off. See, but, that's uh, asking to be, like, a pseudo-sexy yeah. sequence, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, during this process, the, some some accounts say their eyes get wild and large, and their hair gets longer and matted and gnarly, um, and these fangs start to protrude from their mouth, and their fingers get these sharp, sharp claws, uh, and the upper part of their body spouts, sprouts these huge bat-like wings, and it as it like starts to fly, it separates from the lower half yes, of the body so with these cool. with these with the intestines and like part of Heck the spine yeah. trailing behind, and it leaves the legs, the bottom half of the body, probably hips down, just standing where where she left them, waiting for her to return. Um, it's also doing a cool uh, dance. Got this, yeah, doing a cool little dance, doing a little jig. Um, but she's also got this like elongated, creepy needle point tongue, um, and. Uh, uh, very, very creepy. But she does, if she's looking for male victims or to become, you know, the man-eater, uh, she will appear beautiful and alluring until she's gonna chomp some heads off. So very metal. Very cool. Extremely metal. I'm super mm-hmm. into it. I don't know, I think she sounds very cool, despite all of the stuff where she doesn't. Look, it's mm-hmm. hard being a monster woman. End this of is true. Sentence. <laughs> I don't know. I just think it's kind of rad. I feel like, I feel like it's just like, oh, normal woman, no, half woman, guts, wings, <laughs> guts are out. Fear me. Living her life. Don't we all feel like that sometimes? Just need my guts hanging out sometimes, man. <laughs> yeah. So you know, does go around uh, preying on pregnant women because you know. Ladies can't help ladies in mm-hmm. these myths, yep. uh, and does want to eat those those fetuses. Mm-hmm. This is our Just... second creature, I believe, that we've talked about eating unborn babies. Sorry, yeah. folks. <laughs> kind of gross, but gross. also like I recognize that. Oh, what is it called? Um, what is the dish where it is a uh, fetal chicken? Oh, a duck maybe cooked inside of an egg. Uh... The point is that like, I'm sure there are people to whom the idea of fetus as a word is not immediately repulsive. Yeah, that's fair. There but are also, some pretty like don't prey on pregnant women. Maybe yeah, Mananangal. I love you, but you need to change. <laughs> This is an intervention, Mananangal. Mananangal, please, I love you. Do, 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 do. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> there are some pretty gnarly descriptions of, like, how she eviscerates her victims, and we're not going to really talk, we're not going to read some of those, because they are, they, I promise we won't get so gross, Nasty. but if you want to look into them, they're out there for your uh, viewing pleasure. Um, or not, I guess, but they're... Long prehensile tongue. Yeah, kind of eats, eats an unborn baby and then eats all the other organs, so... But there's some pretty uh, vivid, vivid descriptions of that if you're interested in that sort of thing. But, but, <laughs> but you but. can kind of keep her away pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Put out some rice, uncooked. Mm-hmm. Not cooked and- rice, she's like, mm, hungry, I'm gonna eat mm-hmm. that. Uh, no, uncooked rice, ash, salt, you know, the things that keep away creatures. <laughs> uh, she- or my favorite one is, actually, we should talk about it later, but how you would deal potentially with a Mananangal 
permanently. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I also saw that uh, she really, I think you said garlic, maybe. She didn't like garlic. She doesn't like holy water, like kind of a lot of like vampiric types of stories. So I guess I can see where they saw that connection. But uh, one thing I saw was that she won't like large crustaceans. And that was a thing she did not like. (laughs) She'll stay away. She'll stay away if you keep... If you keep lobsters as pets, I mean, that's fair. A lot of people don't like large crustaceans. Aw, lobster mm-hmm. pets. That's I wanted good too. to have a very quick sidebar because I realized something while I was rereading this, which is, <laughs> you know, it says like Christian equivalent. Yeah. But like, one, like the United States, the Philippines were colon- uh, colonized. Mm hmm. Although by the Spanish, Spanish instead. It yeah. is kind of wild how little I understood about any of this before I started. I got really into like reading this thing and I was like, wait, what? They just were like, <laughs> this is our island. But yeah. also like I realized that's a thing that people did <laughs> and yeah. still do. Be- mm-hmm. I'm anti-imperialism. I just like to put it out there. But yeah. uh, it's pretty wild reading about how the idea that like, the Christian equivalent. Well, guess what, dude? You don't get to say that because the world is an interconnected place and also vampires aren't the same. I don't know what point I was trying to make other than, like... Imperialism is bad. Yeah. <laughs> Commandeering I'm, culture and putting your own labels on it kind of a thing. I'm not super yeah. into it. Like, I don't mean to sound harsh, but it kind of sucks. Yeah, a lot. It sucks a sucks lot. Sucks and is bad. Mm-hmm. Sucks and is bad. I watched like a small clip from I believe there was a larger documentary but I just saw a small clip of it on YouTube and it was men- it mentioned something about how like with this like colonization and with all of these people coming in these Christian like religious whatever people became like implemented themselves as pillars of these communities and stuff and so there's a potential that that had some sort of that changed how like people view some different pieces of folklore which i guess makes sense like like if you're gonna integrate yourself into a culture like take what Mm -hmm. they have and make it useful to you so it became the the mononangal became from like a sort of folklore creature to more of like viewed more biblically as like an actual demon type of woman and uh, there were thoughts that went into it about like that the she does reason have some that vibes. yeah, there there were other creatures, and I don't know. So there were thoughts that maybe this they're two separate creatures, or that it was this creature that was just the same thing but head up. So like it was just this flying head, basically with these with these guts. Oh, I have a bunch about her. Yeah, so we'll talk about that in a second. And then there was, and then maybe became the Mononical, or they're two separate creatures. But like one thought was that the reason it turned into the the uh waist down thing was to remove her quote unquote womanhood her reproductive uh powers which is one reason she maybe goes after unborn babies and after pregnant women so like that was one thing that was like it was it basically the demonization of women sort of a thing um and it was also maybe there was another thought that was like because there was a lot more like physical freedom and not so much taboo and like a lot of everyone went shirtless a lot in like that sort of that area so like Mm -hmm. That was why, like, at the waist, I don't know, because yeah. people were just kinda, always shirt, whatever. So that was a while that yeah. shirtlessness is still so taboo. That's true. But yeah, really? so that was there was thoughts that maybe turning turning her into more demonizing her as a as a demonization of women as opposed to her just being her own creature. So, you know, thanks. Christianity, church. you <laughs> thanks, wild. Christianity. Thanks, Catholicism. Whichever. Same 
Same boat. Same boat. Same hat. All right. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk uh, a little bit about uh, Crassue? Although, Cress. So, here's the thing. Usually, in the beautiful age of the internet, you can type in word pronunciation and you <laughs> will find someone saying that word. Uh, in this instance, the only things I found were obviously uh, English speaking Westerners saying it in relation to this stuff and uh, speaking too close to a microphone without a pop filter and that made what me was... distrust them yeah what did your video what what did it start with the one that you just looked oh, up a God. minute ago it was like hello fellow enthusiasts for the paranormal <laughs> or something I don't know it was uh... it was a bit much but I don't mean to uh... say that we're completely separating ourselves from that scene because no, we are I'm cooler but than we whoever super... that was <laughs> but like we we are not in that scene directly we are adjacent to but i mean don't get me wrong <laughs> i'd go for that scene but also i have a pop filter so <laughs> one step up yeah and that <laughs> makes me slightly better oh god <laughs> ignore everything i ever say all right so the cross suit so it's pronounced it's spelled k-r-a-s-u-e uh i'm gonna say krausu because that came up in two i think possibly the e is vocalized but uh thanks youtube you've let me down <laughs> if- I mean, it's my fault as a researcher. You should go to libraries or call experts if you ever do anything important about these things. <laughs> Sponsor us, and we can put a li- we can put an extra level or two into our research. <laughs> my lord, that would be great. Anyway, mm-hmm. I want to talk about this lady who is ahead, and then all of her guts hanging down, and I uh, love yes. her, and she's, she's super cool. cool. Uh. She does have some similar things to, like, um, you know, the Mananangal and that. She's kind of a demon, and she's normal during the day, and then, blorp, comes <laughs> Pop that head out, right off. Does go after pregnant women. Is it like does... when, like when, um, like when you're in elementary school and you pick dandelions off the playground, and then you go, Mama had a baby, and her head popped off, and you flick the top off of the... What the heck? Have you ever heard that? It was the I always thought it was so weird. I don't understand what, what the Are I don't you know talking about. Hold on. I'm going to Google it to see if it was just a thing that my school did cuz I, I always thought it was like the creepiest thing. But like you pick up dandelion and then you say like a chant and then you pop the head of the of the dandelion off. I mean, oh no, I have heard of this. You didn't make it up. I was being really Well, I definitely right. did not make it up. I just don't know if it was strictly from my elementary school. No, that's a real thing. I just, my brain could not comprehend. Ooh, here's, here's a video of someone doing it, but it's in no. sepia. No, thanks. <laughs> no, thank you. I'm good. Anyway, <laughs> this beautiful creature, the Krasu, uh, is very pretty. Like, very pretty. Long dark hair, usually. And then just a bunch of guts. Mm-hmm. She's got her lungs in there. Got some some intestines. You know, 
the works the bits that are supposed to be inside you yeah um doesn't have wings or anything just kind of goes around and uh you gotta possibly set her on fire but i mostly wanted to bring it up because uh one it was the thing that i thought we were going to talk about when we first brought this up because i've seen people do kind of cool drawings of the Kresu. Mm-hmm. But also because there's a movie called Krasu Valentine, which is a Ooh. horror romance movie about a woman who, um, she's getting over a breakup and her last boyfriend dumped her because she turns into a demon at night. What? <laughs> That's the coolest thing I've ever heard. We should have watched that for this episode. <gasps> it's really, I tried very, very hard to oh. find a recording, but Dang. unfortunately all I could find were short clips. Um, It was from 2006, if you're interested and you have better resources or, uh, or stuff than me, but it's, it's pretty good stuff. There's also my mother's arb, which is arb, which is another word for the same creature. Um, There's some pretty wild um, special effects going on to make this happen. (laughs) Uh, Because, you know, head, guts, that's not a lot of... Awesome. That's not a lot of space to deal with, say, you know, <laughs> suspension and stuff. But anyway, I love her specifically, and <laughs> I think she's beautiful inside and out. Ha-ha. Even if her insides are out. <laughs> ha I don't know, I just thought that was great. That was the uh, thing I thought of. I think when people were doing a lot of those um, Monster Girl drawings... I must yeah, have seen yeah. something related to that. Mm-hmm. But very similar vibe. Um, yeah. However, uh, not so much in the Philippines, more in it lists Thailand, Laos, Cambodia. Uh, I think Cambodia is the central one uh, that you hear most of the myths from. And then Vietnam, Malaysia, Indonesia, and India. But uh, Mananagal seems more particular to the Philippines. Yes, yeah, yeah, more more central. It's like I mean, you get that with like a lot of a lot of folklore creatures and stuff, where like there's variations or versions that are kind of spread out throughout uh, throughout certain areas of the world that are that are very very similar, but have a few a few slight differences. But I think it's still pretty cool, and we've got another we've got another fun lady with her guts hanging out. She's just cool. I just she's think cool. she's neat. I just think she's neat. So do you want to learn about how you, Bernadette, could become a Mananangal? Yes, please. Well, I have a tutorial for you. So Thank you. I have everything ready, so I'll do it as we speak. Okay, very exciting. So uh, one of the traditions that I found, I found, I found several versions, and I don't know if one is more correct than the others, or maybe more effective. I don't know, mm-hmm. but there were several. So one of them says that there is a a black chick that lives inside of the Mananangal, and it's this chick. This it's uh, like just such a funny, like such a like a cute little thing, but it lives in the guts of the, of the Mananangal, <laughs> and it's passed on. So you need to go meet a Mananangal, and when she dies, or when she's on her deathbed, you need to convince her that you need to be her successor. So it's passed on from the deathbed of those, like, afflicted by it to another person. Usually a relative, but, like, maybe you could buddy up with a Mananangal and make her your new best friend and see if she could, she'd give you the keys to the kingdom. Uh mm-hmm. <laughs> So it, it basically, it lives inside the Mananagal, the person who is afflicted with this, this 
curse, I guess you could call it. Who knows? Blessing? <laughs> Depending on how you look on it. Uh, and it, it eats the innards of the host while still keeping them alive. Uh, and it's believed that this might be the reason that the, the creature craves human flesh and blood and transforms into it is because of this trick, which is just hilarious to me. I think it's so great. Um, there's another one that says that to become a Mononongal, you need this special fancy ointment and uh, an egg con- that contains a black chick. How you'd know that, I don't know. Maybe you just gotta just make sure. But you have to chant a special, these words or a spell or an incantation and, and uh, cover yourself with this ointment while you put this egg under your armpit until it disappears. Oh my gosh. <laughs> And one of the rituals completely turned from Nanago. And I really love that one. That whole visual like the other one is a lot more like mystical Secret and like egg. take take my take my curse on my deathbed. But this one is just like, I'm gonna cover myself in Vaseline and put an egg in my armpit. Secret <laughs> egg. Secret eggs. Which so I don't know. Well for this one, I don't know if it's I've it was already like, got the Vaseline it... part down. I've got a <laughs> neg here and we'll see how it goes. That's good. I don't know if it's like if the egg is supposed to like like if it like because the chick is supposed to be in in the Mononagal, if it like if it just like evaporates into into magical dust and then you've absorbed it, or if it like physically is supposed to like magically somehow fuse through your armpit into your body, which is interesting and I very mean funny. both are pretty wild and I'm really mm-hmm. into it. Mm-hmm. There's one that was like uh very very werewolf in nature or vampire in nature where if a monogal didn't kill a victim like completely they would turn into one so more of like a bite oh. attack claw mark curse which is interesting i'm into that mm-hmm. so i thought that was pretty cool uh one other thing that was pretty cool about like them as their person is that they i are, are either accompanied by or are sometimes called i found both but i think it ended up they were just accompanied by uh, a type of bird called a tick tick which is kind of Oh, cool yeah. and cute. It's a, a tick tick, which is either in reference to the sound the bird makes or the sound of the wings of the of the Mononongal. And uh, it, it, according to stories and according to lore, the, the softer the sound of the this tick 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 sound, the nearer the Mononongal is into you. It's to confuse the the object of her hunt. Um, and uh, black cats and crows can either warn of a Mononagal's presence or are just like symbols that that one is in the area which is very very cool i'm very much into that mm-hmm, me too that said if you are a Mononagal and let's i just want to say i'm not that serious about becoming a Mononagal, so <laughs> don't at me please well now that you've gone through the ritual and you've turned into a Mononagal, okay what you can expect in your your sort of hunting rituals in your uh, daily life uh you can live your normal life as i said as as regular old bernadette but at at night you can choose to remove your torso from your legs uh and you kind of stalk you'll stalk your 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 prey sometimes you'll meet them uh in the daytime when you're a normal person or sometimes mm-hmm. you'll find them at night and seek out the scent of blood and and guts and gore you'll hang out on the roof of their house uh, and kind of wait till everyone goes to sleep, and then you will either go into the house and gobble someone up, or you'll use your freaky long tongue to like <laughs> oh. poke around in there and kind of. Oh, I like the idea of just like blindly, innards. like someone feeling around in the dark. <laughs> yeah. like, uh-huh, uh-huh. With your tongue, you're looking for someone so you can stab in that gut and take all their innards. 
Or or babies, if you're feeling mm-hmm. hungry for babies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, when uh, a Mananangal selects like the men she'd like to seduce with her, her beauty and enticement and her womanly ways, uh, she'll kind of sometimes like lure them away to a more like remote location or off to the side or maybe <laughs> Never to go to a third pu- location with a Mananangal. Never go to a third location with a Mananangal. That's a pretty good rule of thumb. Uh, and then she'll just eat them alive. Uh, according to this uh, this factoid that I found, she's particularly fond of the liver, the stomach, and the heart. <laughs> you go, Mananangal. I mean, those are all good, uh, awful, good meats. Mm-hmm. Sweetbreads? Sweet meats? I forget what they're called. Sweet the guts. Because it's, yeah. <laughs> it's the guts. I'm into it. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid to say that now I kind of want to have like some beef or something. <laughs> well, it's your it's your new your new Mananangal digestive system. You're gonna be craving flesh from, from now on. Uh, uh where'd that egg go? No <laughs> I look forward to seeing your separation. Thank you. <laughs> uh oh. an- another another interesting thing, this is more on the culture side of stuff where something we see a lot in which on that that sort of if they're different they're obviously connected to the mystical or the demonic somehow that train um there are <laughs> there were thoughts that like anyone with some sort of of deformity or any kind of of different than what is considered the quote unquote norm were specifically in children were considered signs of the aftermath of of a Mananangal attack which is oh interesting oh and kind of culture oh yeah the different must be paranormal that's the only explanation well i guess to be fair if you don't understand what's going on it's about as convincing as anything yeah still sad though still sad yeah a couple of you want did you did you want to talk about how to be rid of a Mananangal for oh, good? Oh yeah, find her bottom half and put some mm-hmm. salt and garlic on it, and then they can't get together again. And mm-hmm. I just think the idea of her being like, ah, oh, ah, oh, gee darn it! Oh gosh dang! Oh, oh well, someone's got to clean this up. Can can someone rinse it off, please? You kidding me? I can't close my guts with that in there. It's just a mess. It's like it's like when you get. It's like when you get like sand in your shoes or like your beach bag or something, and it just never gets out. Like, like God, who tipped over the beach bag? Who kicked sand in here? Never coming out. But but the what ends up happening is is she's not able to find put her her lower and upper half back together, and then when the sun rises, she's killed because she is weak to sunlight, and the sunlight will kill her if she's not put back together by the time it rises. Which is uh, which is interesting. Um, uh, and one Sad. other, another thing I found was, uh, supposedly the most effective way of killing a Mananangal is to stab it in the back with a pointed bamboo spear, which seems hmm. much more, um, direct, a direct line of attack for the... Very straightforward. <laughs> I'm gonna put some garlic on it. I'm going to stab it in the back. Well, I mean, it's as good a way to go as any. hmm I did, I didn't find too many different stories or like lore about it it was more just like more of like a scary ghost story like kind of like a don't go out at night kind of careful of your whatever or just again blaming oh yeah 
things on women and such and such. Um, as we do. As we do. But there were a couple that I found, and one was, like, talking about how when this this guy recounted when he was a child, he remembered his, his neighbor, one of his, his like, the, the matriarch in the neighbor's house was, was pregnant, and he remembered seeing something uh, in the sky angling towards her house one night, and he covered his head up with a with the blankets and refused to, to look anymore, and the next day had asked either one of the neighborhood kids or whatever what had happened. Oh, it was the, one of the kids in the house what had happened, and he said that we were they were keeping watch over his mom all night to make sure that no Mananangals came. And they saw something skittering in, and someone stepped on something that felt like a, like a, uh, I don't know, like entrails or something. And like they ended up throwing garlic in that side of the room, and they saw it disappear. And uh, scary, horrifying thing to for children to tell each other in the middle. <laughs> Be wary. I mean, the guts are out. I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you're gonna have like a creepy story, it's better that than like a real thing. I feel yeah. like I'd rather have fun with my spookiness. There was one that was like they had one suspect for who in the who in the village was the Mananangal, and it was this older woman, and she's like, hey, well, "It's not me," and so they made her like eat garlic to prove. And she's that, like, "Yeah, I love garlic." Yeah, and she ate garlic, and they were like, "All right, you're on thin ice, but you're good." And she's like, hey, by the way, wouldn't like history be so much better if someone could prove they weren't a witch by like having some garlic, like mm-hmm. having a snack? I would dig that. Be like, hmm. Less, this is much delicious. less drowning, I think, would be uh, ideal. Yeah. I still don't know what the, like, I found no explanation for the large crustaceans. I don't know what the story behind that is or what the reasoning behind it is. I just, I met, saw it mentioned once with no follow up, and I'm very intrigued by being afraid of lobsters for the Mananagal, how horrifying she is. It's lobsters, man. She can't do it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I just like the idea that she maybe she just has a phobia. Maybe, yeah. I mean, they are That'll a little bit justify creepy. It. I guess so. But she's just so cool. I don't know. Lobsters, lobsters ain't nothing to her. Shouldn't be. Lobsters at least. ain't nothing. Lobsters ain't nothing. Don't go to a third party location with Mononagal, and lobsters ain't nothing. <laughs> so we will shuffle our way down into D&D Corner, which I looked up pretty much right before this episode happened. So the Mononagal are considered medium undead creatures, and they're chaotic evil. They have 13 armor class, they have 43 hit points, they're a uh, challenge rating 3. They have a plus 4 to deception and a plus 4 to intimidation, which I think are very fitting and very fun stats for... Uh, for her to have. She's not very charismatic, but she's got that good deception intimidation. Um, she has a thing called Blood Sense, where she can know the distance and direction of any enemy that doesn't have all of its hit points within 240 feet, so she can always find you, because she can sniff out that blood like a shark. Um, and then, again, during the day, appears identical to a living human and does not register as undead to any magical effects when she's in the during the daytime in her normal human form which is very cool and then at night she can like take an action to uh, uh quote uh sharp predatory teeth sprout from her mouth and her torso brutally tears from its lower body <laughs> just fun and fun and creepy uh the upper portion so i love this so 
uh, its lower torso remains standing upright, unmoving, until it reconnects with its upper body or until the upper body is killed. Its upper and lower torso share the same pool of hit points, and if the lower portion is damaged, uh, the upper portion is immediately aware of the attack, which is very, very cool. It takes a full turn for the two halves to reconnect. Holy water, ash, or silver dust can be smeared or sprinkled on top of the lower standing torso to prevent the two halves from reconnecting ever again. Which is cool. Also sensitive to sunlight and has undead fortitude. So if she reaches zero hit points, she can make a constitution saving throw um, equal to uh, five plus the damage taken, unless the damage is from silver radiant or critical hit. Um, but on a success, she can go down to one hit point. So basically, like the uh, or half orcs have that, I believe. The I don't remember what it's called, resilience or something like that. But she's got lots of cool attacks and. She's fun. There's also a spellcasting variant. And I should say this is on D&D Beyond, and it is a uh, homebrew, technically, but it's pretty fun. I thought it was neat to talk about. I uh, There's also one for the Cressu, although it's um, it was posted under uh, AdventureWeek.com as Monster of the Month number two. Ooh, by... I like that. Oh, it doesn't list the maker, but it's a beautiful illustration of... Uh, it, it kind of has almost like, um, like Matt, she is called Cursed Princess, so <laughs> you definitely get that sense. She's got like this halo of, uh, of Ooh. metal and her, like, she's got her guts flowing out there and she looks real cool. I like and, that. Um, Cursed Princess. Cool. And, uh, Yeah. A faint rhythmic thumping sound grows more prevalent as a disembodied head what? floats towards you, dragging beneath it a tangle of intestines and pulsating organs. That's it's the really coolest cool. description. I love that. Anyway, I love her. Mm-hmm. I love I love both of our of our guts out gals. Guts out gals. Guts, guts out, out gals. gals. New best That's friends. Good I love stuff. them. I bet they'd be BFFs. Man, I bet they would. For real, though, for everyone, if you're not driving or busy with something else, when you get the chance, look up uh, these two creatures and, and go to an image results or whatever. But some of the artwork for these are just so cool to look at. And a lot of them, the ones, some of the ones that I've seen them were like like ink or graphite drawings. They're not super uncomfortably graphic. I guess if you're squeamish about that type of thing, then like don't. But if you're not, like they're really, really cool. And a lot of illustrations are very like... I don't know. I just I really love how all the art about of of these of these creatures is is made. It's it really fun, really fun to look into and very cool to look at. <laughs> I think that they're beautiful. They're beautiful. Guts out and all. Guts out and all. <laughs> oh no, Sorry. no, it's happening. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh what, how how big are your wings? They're pretty small. Oh, they're teeny tiny? Are they the size of actual bat wings? Yeah. I don't think I can fly with Amazing. these. Did you get smaller? No. <laughs> oh, this is your just your mon- uh, mononical voice? Yes. Oh, good. You can take an action to reconnect with your body if you want. All right, just a second. Okay. And I'm back. Ooh, nice. That's fun. That'll be a fun, <laughs> fun party trick. Or scare off, like, intruders. Good. Many uses. <laughs> that would be cool. It would be very fun. I think it'd be cool. Very cool. (laughs) Like many creatures, I think as long as you ignore, like, the weird uh, shame (laughs) and religion aspects of it, it's pretty fun. (laughs) 
Like, yeah, like most things we talk about, if you ignore the garbage bits, it's really fun. Yeah. 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 Uh, With that, I think we can move into pop culture a little bit, which there was a lot more than uh, I was anticipating. And a lot of it is, uh, a lot of them are just titled Mononengal, which, you know, understandably, there are a lot of movies... um, there was an animated film. The English title was Nico, The Journey to Magica, which was about a, a benevolent um, sort of creature that was similar to a Mononical, which I found interesting because I've seen no stories in which she's nice. But you know what? That's fine. That's fine. In this one, it was it was a little animated film. I thought it was cute. Um, there was a the it was suppo- uh, what I found the first ever Filipino horror movie from 1927, silent film called Mononical, which was really cool. Uh, it's very neat. I really enjoyed that. I wanted to look in a little bit more into that. Um, there was a horror comedy in 1960 called Mononagal versus Mononakukulam, which I believe I said correctly. Uh, there was, uh, and a couple, it was mentioned a couple times in Shake, Rattle, and Roll. There were like one or two times where that showed up in the list. Uh, bon- Bonsai Girl is a 2002 graphic novel series, which, uh, I believe the main protagonist has to fight a Mononagal at some point. <laughs> Uh, uh, a uh, 2013 Fresh Meat, which is a novel tie-in to Supernatural <laughs> about the Mononongo. <laughs> Funsies. Fun time. Uh, let it rest. Uh, there's Manana, uh, Game is a f- Android game, which is similar to Flappy Bird, but it features Mononongo. That's amazing. And I think that's exceptional. I'm a huge fan of that one. I love it so much. Me too. Uh, and then there's a, a game called Nightfall Escape, which is from 2016 by Zeno. It was, again, credited as, in this, what I read, the first ever Filipino horror game. Uh, and it's a first-person survival horror video game that features a Mananangal as the main antagonist, which is very cool. I'm very much into that. That's mm-hmm. good content. Yeah, there's there are tons. You can look into a little bit more of them. Um, a lot of things I don't think I would be able to pronounce, and I apologize. I apologize for that. But there are a lot of a lot of films, uh, and I was uh, very understandably things that are Filipino would feature Filipino folklore. But there's a lot of uh, Filipino films and and stories and stuff about about the about the Mananagal. It's a good time. You can look more into that if you'd like. It's good stuff. No, I'm just very much into into our creatures this week. Mm-hmm. I'm happy. Happy about her. I'm pretty happy about it too. I think I think we've made a new friend successfully. (laughs) (laughs) We have befriended the Mananangal. And uh what's the other one called? Uh Krasu. Very good. Very good. All around. Or Krasue. Mm -hmm. The point is they're great. Sorry, uh Philippines. So yeah, I think that I think we're pretty much ready to to wrap it up here. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Stone Houses. Our next episode goes up the twenty fourth of February, I believe. I think that's next Sunday. We're uh, almost e. yeah yeah we're pretty much we're almost done, almost done with February. It is the shortest month, but like still, <laughs> round that out pretty fast. I mean, <laughs> keeping weekly up like we said. I think last episode we've got some we've got an interesting thing coming up in March that I <laughs> I don't know how we're gonna do it but we're gonna it'll be great it'll be great and it's gonna I'm be I'm gonna fun take and... this car and I'm gonna drive it 
off of a cliff and it's gonna be awesome it'll be awesome it's gonna be it'll be very very fun we have okay i thought maybe this is i'm just bringing this up now on the podcast maybe we take a week off the first week of march to prepare for the mess that we're about to get into (laughs) we'll see we'll let you all know if that's going to be a thing that happens or not but just know something fun and large and silly is happening so yeah so we're gonna keep keep doing weekly got fun stuff happening soon and forward uh if you if you enjoyed what you heard uh, share our show with a friend rate review subscribe like for real rate review and subscribe on whatever you're using because it's it like actually super duper helps us out and uh it it boosts our ratings and it, it'll it'll show our show to other people and if they want to go check out the comments and you say hey these two weirdos are kind of fun they might be like hey i'm gonna check it out too uh we're currently available on google podcast spotify anchor breaker Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher, iTunes, and Castbox. I think I serious. I think there were supposed to be like two more, but that's what we're on, and that's enough. It's I more think more places than I knew existed. Exactly. Yeah, it's good. You can check us out at Stonehouses Cast on Twitter and Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Stonehouses Cast. You can follow us in all these places to get updates about our show and all the wacky news that's happening. Wacky uh, news. Wacky news. <laughs> And as every week, thank you so much to everyone who's been tweeting about us or posting about our show or recommending us to people and tagging us in tag your favorite podcast posts. It it boosts my ego through the roof thank and makes you. me feel very loved. Um, we really appreciate we really appreciate all of you and uh, how your interaction with us and the show and being involved it we it, it means a lot and we have fun and we're really happy that y'all are having fun too so this this week's shout outs go to luke caldwell miriam athligar elding mitzi scott and matthew thank you all very much if you would like to uh talk about us on twitter or if you'd like to you know tweet back at us the weird things we say to each other that we usually forget about uh and make us confront the bizarre statements we've made this episode, you can post and tag us at Stonehouses Cast or using hashtag Stonehouses Cast so we can see it and appreciate you and thank you too in this section. Uh, thank um, you, everyone. Thank you, everybody. Uh, this has been Stonehouses, an amateur guide to fiction, fable, and folklore. I'm Caitlin Bruder. And I'm Laura Bernadette Meeker. Till next time. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>